are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Hello, my pretties, and welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. But always, we have our 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 master of ceremonies, Mr. Lee Gershman. What's up, Lee? Hey, hey there, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. Can I get a candy? Uh, get away from me, Daddy! <laughs> don't get in that panel van. Whatever you do, don't right. get in that panel van. All right, all right. Don't, don't talk to strangers. Uh, They're an evil talk, drug. I will only talk stranger, not talk to strangers. Uh, how you doing, Lee? I'm doing drunker. How are you doing? You're drunker? Well, I'm not drunker. I'm drunky. All right, that that that's. That that sounds okay. I'm not drunk. I'm sober. Sorry. Sorry to spoil uh, your drunk plans. It's okay. I'm sometimes sober. I don't like to admit it, but I sometimes am. I drink water. Yeah. I'm a prude today. Sorry, guys. I am totally sober. <laughs> that's that's okay. I did have a couple of drinks of whiskey, but I'm still sober. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that sounds like me. I'm 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 not really, real I. I'm not drinking right at the very moment. That means I'm sober. You're sober like Lober? Uh, sure. uh, uh, more like Lobo. Do you know that, that, that guy, the singer Lobo? I know the show, Sheriff Lobo. Uh, you, you don't know the, 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 the singer Lobo? No, I don't know Lobo. It oh my from... god! It, 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 uh, uh, everybody who was born in the 70s has to know of him. Well, I was born in 1970, so I don't. <laughs> so maybe, so maybe, all right, maybe people born in 1950 have to know. Well, I'll have to give you a song by Lobo. It will, it'll pain me to do it, but I'll do it. You like Lobo? Ah, oh, God, I admit I like a little bit of his work. Okay, see, you like a little bit, so why would you want to pain me with the listening to somebody you barely like? No! <laughs> I actually like him. I'm, I'm just for stuff. I, I, listen, I, I don't want, want you to twist me out of my twisted. You're, at least you're not twisted like my sister. I don't have a sister. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I do have a sister. The reason why... The reason why she ain't a sister is because we didn't get a twister. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so today, so today we're doing the cult from 1989, Sonic Temple. But before we get into that, we have our top five concerts that we've seen. So what's your number five concert, Lee? The number five would be the Sons of Champlin. If you know the song Hard Habit to Break by Chicago, you know the guy who isn't Peter Cetera, but the other guy with the beard who does the more earthy kind of robust vocals on the keyboard. On the keyboard. Yeah. yeah, that's Bill Champlin. And his first group, or, well, not his very first, but is one of his groups back in the early days of Sons of Champlin. And he went to my high school. Not when I was there, but he went to my high school, and my brothers and sister kind of knew some of the members of the group. I met him, and I met the guitarist, and I met the original bassist, and I met the original horn player, and they were cool. And in fact, I even went to the bass player's house a couple of times, and we just you know, um, listen to jazz and, you know, talked and stuff, and he was a cool guy. He he doesn't, Al Strong, he doesn't do hardly anything musically anymore, and I can't even find his group, The Honor Farm, on the internet, even though they did an album, but nothing of his work is even listed on YouTube or on on Google or anywhere, and that's annoying, because he did a whole bunch of stuff, 
that that is just being like totally not even listed. But Bill Champlin and Terry Haggerty and even Tim Kaine, they still have presences and stuff on YouTube and everywhere. And they were a good group. And I saw them a few times and they were really, they were really good. Nice. San, oh, San Rafael, the Civic Center um, in San Rafael, the building Frank Lloyd Wright did about 1974. That's that's when the concert was on. Okay. Nice. Well, then I'll get in my fifth concert, which my my first concert I've ever seen, and I've seen them many times after that. I've seen Ario Speedwagon on the Wheels Are t Turning tour. And uh, hmm. Survivor opened with um, on their Vital Signs tour with uh, uh, Jamie uh, singing, uh, Jimmy Jamieson singing lead vocals, which was really cool. And that was my first <laughs> concert. And Gary Richraff fucking tore it up. Fucking wow. Hell. Fucking Alan. Uh, oh, we did an episode on our top five drummers. Alan Richraff is a pretty damn good drummer, too. But oh, yeah. You don't hear it on the albums, but you see it live. <laughs> God damn, oh, wow. that guy oh. could play. <laughs> I wow. fucking love that concert. So what's your number four? Oh, my olden... I mean, my, my, my number four would be Olden Yolk. We, we did an episode of Olden Yolk. They, they performed... I saw them twice. I saw them in New York, and I saw them in San Francisco. In San Francisco, I was able to make copies of CDs and give each member a copy of the CD, and they were really cool. And I got to talk with... A, you know them, and then they're down to earth and really cool. But the concert that I would say was the best of the two I saw would be the New York concert. That was they were really really good, and I just really really enjoyed listening to them. And I mean, I I got to meet them then too, and you know. Um, it was cool because I wanted to see their concert and I tweeted them saying I was thinking about going to their concert and they said get tickets early because the shows might be sold out so but anyway they're, they're cool as far as getting back to you and stuff and they're they're, they're great yeah. yeah so my number four is uh, Sticks Ario Speedwagon with Don Felder the reason I picked this track, this concert, is basically the first concert I went to with my fiance, the soon-to-be wife, coming up, and it was just a great concert because I was with her, and we enjoyed wow. the music. We were singing and dancing, and it was really good. And Sticks really tore it up. Fucking Sticks right is on. awesome. I wish I was at a concert where they did Mr. Roboto, but they didn't do that two years later, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and that was a great concert because Sentimental Reasons is my first concert with my love. So That's what's your... Cool. What's your I, I was going to say real quick, I forget the year. It was within the last few years, but it was Mercury Lounge. Probably 2016 Mercury Lounge, Olden Yoke in well, New York. Okay. Well, All right. Don now, Felder, now my... Don Felder, huh? former me member of the Eagles, got out there and did Hotel California with Tommy Shaw and shit, and that was freaking awesome, too. Cool. Yeah, so um, what's your uh, third favorite concert? Okay, that would be, this group blew me away. It was on the Horde concert, H-O-R-D-E. There were like groups like Tilda Wetzbrocken and Neil Young and various people. And on one of the stages, I heard music coming out of the speakers because I was waiting for, you know, the group on the main stage. But I heard this music. I was like, oh, my God, who's this? This is really trippy and cool. And it was a group called Sky Cries Mary. I don't know the exact year. I am guessing... It was maybe eight or nine years ago, but I, I really can't be certain. But it was H-O-R-D-E, the Horde concert, and it was in Pasadena. Uh, no, not it was in Concord Pavilion. 
and 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 if you if someone wants to care and look up Sky Cries Mary plays at the Horde concert in Concord Pavilion, you'll find them. But they were like they they looked kind of like they were college students who were just kind of silly, but the music was great. It was like old style progressive German psychedelic rock that was like, oh my god, these this group is great. And I ended up getting a lot of their albums because I liked the concert so much. So there you go. Well, I'm going to pick uh, number three as Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers on the, uh, oh god, what was it, Full Moon Fever Tour. And, uh, at the forum in Los Angeles and it was a great show Tom Petty God I miss you man fuck I wish I would have went to that last show at the Hollywood Bowl the week before you died fuck he was just mm. I never seen a guy he doesn't move much on stage but he does these hand gestures that gets the audience going crazy like okay I'm here and you go Wah! And, and seriously I was with my friend Tim Newbold at that concert and uh, Newbold I'm sorry if I'm saying your uh -huh. name wrong, brother. He's going to my wedding too. Uh, uh, and there was a, there was a, we were in the, the upper deck of the forum, and these two guys were fighting, and they rolled down the stairs. And I was kind of a highlight of the show too, not just because oh. of the music, because I saw a fight at a concert, was, at a Tom Petty concert. How mellow is that guy? And they're freaking fighting at it. You'd expect yeah. them to see it at a Metallic or a punk show, but these dudes were fighting, and they were rolling down the stairs. <laughs> It's hilarious. And an honorable mention to Pat Benatar because I saw a lot of concerts with my mom with her too. Any concert I went to with my mom uh, is tied for number three. Tom Petty, R.L. Speedwagon. Uh, well, the top, the fifth, uh, fifth concert was R.L. Speedwagon. My mom took me to that. Shout out to my mom. I miss you, mom. All right, now let's get to our number two shows. What's your number two? My number two would be Kiss. They, um, never heard that of was, her. Uh -huh. <laughs> 1979, probably Oakland, Cal Palace. Um, Isn't that where the Warriors used to play? I saw them at uh, another venue. I, I, I forget where I saw them, but it wasn't Cal Palace. But it might have been. But yeah, I did see the Oakland. Well, 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 the Golden State Warriors, I saw Well, they them. were called the Oakland Warriors back then, I think. Um, when I saw them, they were called the Golden State Warriors because they didn't want to be associated with any particular name of a city because they weren't really winning. And I didn't really um, like them, but I liked basketball. I liked watching the show. So that was cool. But in the Cow Palace... It was, um, Ace Frilly was the best. He just played really awesome, like, oh my god, just like how Alex Van Halen did the drums, it, um, um, Ace Frilly did this smoking, like, really fast guitar solo that went on a long time and was like, he just blew me away. I was like, how can anybody play that good? And, um, he, um, I have to say, Peter Chris wasn't really as hot as I would have wanted him to be. He was competent, but he didn't really spark a fire. He wasn't really that good. And Paul Stanley was fine, but he didn't really make the tremendous efforts. Um, the two guys who were really good were Ace and Gene. Gene, he didn't do like a real melodic solo. He just sort of did some that didn't even sound like music, but he had a character and a vibe that was like, he was impressive. I, I dug what he did. So they were both really good. And so Gene and Ace kind of, were the two hot guys in the show and Paul and Peter were just going through the motions in my opinion but it was still a really good show 
Nice. Well, my number two is, you guys are going to be surprised, it's tied. But the same band, the same band is ah. tied. My first concert at the Forum with Rush, Hold Your Fire concerts. Tommy Shaw opened up with Ambition, his solo album at that time, which was freaking amazing. Seeing Tommy Shaw live, that's the first time I saw him live on his solo album, Ambition, oh. which is a good album. People, We should do that album one time. Um, All right. That was my first time seeing The Mighty Rush. First date I went on too, so that was awesome. And that was the last date I went on, went to since till I was thirty-one. <laughs> so that was my first date at last. I was scared of girls, and uh, and then the Vapor Trails concert by Rush because that was so amazing. I went with my friend Dawson because we didn't think Rush was ever going to come back, and they fucking came back. And I saw that at the Staples Center. Fucking Rush. They're they're my favorite band, but they're not my top one con. They're my number two tied. The Hold Your Fire. All their concerts are tied. I saw them on the Time Machine tour. I saw them on freaking lots of concerts, man. Freaking uh, uh, Snakes and Arrows. Um, the la the last album they ever did that we reviewed. I can't. Uh, Clockwork Angels. Fuck, they're just so amazing, band. I I just love them. I miss them. We talked about this on another show, but those two concerts are my two top Rush concerts because it's my first, and then amazed that they came back after what six years for the Vapor Trails, and I went with my friend Dawson who never listens to the podcast because he doesn't have enough fucking data. Fucker, get some fuck. Get a real phone plan, Dawson. <laughs> and then what's your what's your number one, Lee? All right. Well, first. I want to quickly say the KISS concert, uh, I probably already said it, it was Oakland, I mean, Oakland in 1979. So yeah, you said that. Van Halen. It was probably Oakland, it might have been San Francisco, I forget. It was 1984, it's a 1984 concert. Alex, Van Halen, and David Lee Roth were on Eddie was good. I mean, there was absolutely no saying he wasn't good. He played perfect. That was true. But he played like as if perfect were just a drink of milk. It, it, it sounded like, even though he was awesome, it sounded like he was going through the motions. Whereas Alex sounded like he went over the top, and David Lee Roth, he sounded kind of sloppy and was just like laying on the floor sometimes and acting kind of like an idiot, but the way he did it, it got the audience and me shaking our fists going, yeah, he had this thing about what he did that just made you feel you were at a real show. And they jammed, and they did stuff that wasn't on the album, and they actually sounded like, let's just do this show like this is the only show we're going to do it like this. And uh, Michael Anthony was okay. He was, he was good, you know? Some people say that Wolfie is a much better bass player than him. I don't agree with that. I think he's an awesome bass player, Michael Anthony, but the the two guys that were the really the best were David Lee Roth and Alex Van Halen. They they really made the show awesome, and it was perhaps one of the best concerts I I've been to. I think Michael Anthony's underrated as a bass player. Just my opinion, and I don't think Eddie showed him how to play shit because I've seen him with Sammy. I've seen him with Chickenfoot. I've seen him on freaking with Van Halen on the uh, the fuck tour. I've seen him on the balance tour. That guy could fucking play. Fuck you, right Eddie on. Van Halen, fucking downgrading him because you're pissed because he went with your enemy. Fucking Michael Anthony is a fucking nice guy, and Eddie, right you on. should treat him better than you have. I'm just yep. giving you a little rant on that. So, I agree with that. My number one show of all time is Bruce Springsteen, Tunnel of Love, at the L.A. Sports Arena. 1988, huh. I think. And that was with my mom. 
We had fr- it was an open stage. We had front row back of the stage, and Bruce Springsteen was back there half the night talking to us. It was amazing, and Max Weinberg should have been one of my top drummers. Fuck that guy. Just thinking about it, how fucking amazing that guy is. He has the like the minimalist drum kit, but that guy has so much power in that little drum kit. It's just so amazing. That band and I should ruled. have picked Magma as I, I won't say more, except to say really quickly I saw Magma live, and for some reason when I was writing down them, the the concerts I spaced them. But Magma is my, um, you know, honorable mention as being great band. Anyway, go on. It was a three-hour concert, and at the end. He said, turn on the house lights. They turned on all the lights, and he took requests from the audience. And he played all the songs from memory. Oh, my God. Springsteen wow. rules live. He may, be an, he may be on the other side of what I think of politically. I don't care. I don't, go, I don't judge people on their political. I tr- judge them if they treat me good or bad. If you're freaking uh-huh. to the left, I don't care as long as you're not an asshole. You know? Right on. But fucking, I love Springsteen. I haven't seen him since then. That's the only time I've seen him. But that memory lives with me to this day. And plus, that was with my mom. Like I said, most of my top five concerts were with my mom. The only one I have was with Diane. Because that's the woman that I've found that I love so much. And I'm so happy to be her husband in a few weeks. Well, uh-huh. by the time this airs, we'll already be married. <laughs> because we're recording right this on. early. So, that was our top five shows of all time. Now let's get into this album. The Cult, Sonic Temple, which came out in 1989, continuing in a hard rock direction introduced from their previous album. Sonic Temple features some of the band's most popular songs, including Firewoman, Sun King, Eddie Edie Chow Baby, and Sweet Soul Sisters. Sonic Temple was the last album recorded with longtime bassist Jamie Stewart, who left in 1990, and the first to feature former Hall Notes and then current Brian Adams drummer Mickey Curie. And this album was also produced by Bob Rock. Yes, Bob Rock, the guys you said who ruined Metallica. The only album mm. he ruined with Metallica was Saint Anger. <laughs> but look, I think that was their fault also. But, um, yeah. And also, did you want to know uh, who played on the demos of this album? I don't particularly need to know, but you like to say that kind of stuff, so go for it. Eric Singer played drums during the first demo session of Sonic Temple in 1988. Okay, that was interesting. Thank you. And Iggy Pop did backing vocals on New York City. I want to hear these demos now. I want to see what Eric Carr sounded like. Uh, no, uh, Eric Singer, I mean. Freaking awesome, huh? Uh-huh. So yeah. let's let's get into this album. But before we get into this album, you picked the first track, Sun King. So here's Sun King by The Cult on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Thank you. 
That was Sun King. Why did you pick that track? This is my type of song. I wish I could have written something like that. Maybe I will later. Totally great song to start the album. Damn, this is good. It has a freaking good groove, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Fuck, I love Billy Duffy and Ian Asbury. Man, what a combo. I said, saying that, this, this song kicks ass, rhythm, groove, is all there with the amazing vocals of Ian, killer lead by Billy that goes into a tribal break. You know, in the middle of the song where it just goes into a boom, 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 like a tribal break. Man, it's oh, so yeah. good. Freaking uh, Ian, I love that guy. He's one of my favorite singers. We'll do top five singers. I'll probably forget that I love Ian at that time. But that'll mm. be one of our top fives coming up later. But, um, yeah, it's a great song. And then the next song was the first single, Firewoman. What would you think of this one? It's a decent song. Maybe filler, but good enough to be enjoyed. It's just not as good as the first song. But I know a lot of songs worse than this. It's pretty good. As shake, 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 yeah, yeah. I love this song, man. Freaking, uh, I love it when he goes, fire. He holds that note. Smoke on the horizon, fire. I huh. fucking love his vocals, man. And the lead by Billy. Oh, my God. It goes, uh, freaking, it's just, it rules, man. It's just, like, so groovetastic. The song rules. I love it. And then we, yeah. then we get into the third song, which, since you didn't pick it, I had to pick it. Because I always do on the albums I pick. I always pick a fourth oh. track. Uh, sometimes oh. I picked a fourth track with your albums. I would have picked a fourth track on the Shotgun Sawyer, but I couldn't decide which one. And you picked the ones I liked anyways, the best ones. So here, is, cool. here is American Horse by The Colt on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was American Horse. What did you think about that song, Lee? It's okay. Not quite as good as the last song, but still good. So far, I like the basic vibe of all the songs, but this one sounds just a little bit tired compared to some of their best work. Yeah, I, 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 this is my favorite song off the album. The lead is <laughs> Shit. the lead is ear candy. Ian's voice and the drums are killer. Love Ian when he when he sings about the American Indians. He does that a lot. He does it more than Jim Morrison did. If you notice, he loves the American Indians. And uh, this guy's from England. Yeah. It's a killer mm. break that goes into a smoking lead. Great song. I love this song. And then we I get, thought you were going to say. Yeah, I agree. It's not really that great, but it's my favorite song on the album. But you didn't say that. It is my favorite song on the album, so it is great. Fuck ah, you, shit. fuck you, Lee. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I I deserve that. Nah, you don't deserve it. All right, then okay, we okay. then we get into. I, I deserve dessert. Yeah. Salami Ooh. on jelly. Never mind. Ooh, okay. I'd rather take a cheap <laughs> strawberry cheesecake, man. Oh, okay. And then we get into the next song, which you picked, Edie, parentheses, Child Baby, on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Edie Chow, baby. What'd you think of that track? Why'd you pick it? This this could be one of the best songs on the album. Great mix of ballad, heavy, and dreamy. The beginning sounded somewhat like a Madonna song, but not one of the pop stuff, but one of the more serious songs. This is excellent. Great song. Yes, I agree with you. It's a powerful song here. Some killer strings, acoustics. Ian's voice is so strong. Billy's melodic leads, such power. One of my favorite solos by Billy, so good. This song is great. I love And the dogs lay at your feet, Edie. I just love his voice, man. Yeah. His voice just makes me want to, like, go to sleep and not go to sleep, just sit there with my with headphones on and just, like, imagine hit them in concert. I saw yeah. them in concert. Oh, my God, they were so good. Oh, cool. It was like he, he had all these tambourines. He threw them out to the audience, and I... I, at the end of the concert, he threw one more. I had it, and these two fat assholes freaking crowded me and pushed me into it, and they freaking took it out of my hand, and they were both fighting over it. And then Ian Asbury, <laughs> Ian Asbury says, he says, guys, guys, it's only a dollar. Stop fighting over a fucking dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Fuck it, I wanted it, but I gave up because those fat assholes were fucking choking me out. <laughs> Ah, over a fucking tambourine I was so pissed I wanted that shit I never oh, yeah. caught a drumstick or a dr uh, guitar pick I had that fucking tambourine in my hand and those fuckers took it from me fuckers uh, I should have knocked them out <laughs> yeah and I went with my friend Destiny Calderon Heads, uh, shout out to Destiny who's with her husband in Texas now miss you at work I used to work with her and we went to that show fucking awesome show with her I right love on. them, man. Some people said they're boring. They weren't fucking boring. When they went into Love Removal Machine, Ian goes, this is where the security guards make their money. Now let's get a pit mm. going. It got a pit going on that song, you know? Fucking uh, awesome. Uh, that's, that's out there. Fucking love them. Okay, let's get into the next track. Sweet Soul Sister. What do you think of this one? Wow, this is like the Colt and Ted Nugent combined. It's pretty good. I don't like the chorus, but I like the rest of the song. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's a freaking... Um, it's a great song, man. I love this song. I love the freaking melody of it. I love the Zeppelin organ in the beginning. It's like... And then it starts... Freaking... The guitar starts coming in. and Freaking great intro. Killer song with a groove. Great rhythm. Great break with the groovy bass line to end with. And a yeah. killer lead. Man, this song rules. I can love it. And let's get into the second soul song on this album called Soul Asylum. What would you think of this one? This kind of sounds a little bit like heavy metal. The drummer sounds like John Bonham. With that being said, I can't say I think this is one of the better songs. It's really filler for me. I could skip it and probably would. I I like this song. It's dark and killer drum sound with a uh, Billy Jam and love in the leads. Rickon, I like it song. I like this song, Lee. Sorry. Uh, All right, uh, and then we get into where Lee is at, New York City. What do you think of this song? Classic, one of the best. Great song. It sounds like a cool New York song, depending on where you go. At a club, yes. I could hear this as a song on the soundtrack to a movie. It could be done during the chase scene. Quite hot song. Fucking, I love it. It goes, Hell's Kitchen is a DMZ. I'm never going back now. <laughs> like, ah. Love this fucking song. Song comes in with a killer groove, rocks out with a piano in the background, a real toe tapper, melodies rule, leads all over this song break again slows it down with a hard groove and then billy goes off fucking love this song fucking great track lee and then we get into automatic blues what do you think of this one this sounds like a good tribute to led zeppelin forget greta van fleet they couldn't do this because they don't have the vibe or the attitude the cult has the attitude and the swing and it's a great song because it doesn't only sound like Led Zeppelin, it sounds like The Cult. And that's what we're talking about, baby, and that's why this is one of the best songs on here. You didn't pick it, though. I didn't pick it because there's too many good songs! That's a good 
statement there. You're right. This album kicks ass. There's so many to pick from. Yeah, this is a fucking killer ass track. I now love you it. Made me feel like I want to take away the songs I picked and pick the other ones. Thank you very much. Too late. We already recorded. Can't go back. Ah, no backsies. Yeah, this is a killer track, man. I love it. And then we get into track nine, Soldier Blue. What do you think of this one? This is really cool. It sounds like John Eddy's song, Jungle Boy, but it also sounds like The Cult. The singing of the chorus is a little clumsy and awkward, but the music is really good. I would dance to this. I'd be holding the vodka bottle in my hand, waving it around like people wondered what I'd do with the bottle. But hey, I'm just doing, just dancing. Leave me alone. Pretty good song. Yeah, it's a really cool song. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And then where were we? I forgot what track we were on. What do we do? <laughs> we're, 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 we're now at Ten? Wake Up Time for Freedom. Which is the last song you picked. That's why I wanted you to say it. So here's Wake All Up right. Time for Freedom on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Freedom, baby. Wake up, it's time to fly. Yeah. Wake up, it's time to fly. 
That was Wake Up Time for Freedom. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? If I were to write a song like this, I would want the cult to do it. And to do it like this. It's one of the best songs on here. I really dig it. It sounds like something World Party might have wanted to do, but the cult did it and did it better than World Party could have done it. Really great song. Yeah, it's a killer track, man. I, I The beginning is a little, like, cheesy wake up time for freedom baby wake up but then the freaking guitar riff comes in and i go fuck this is killer fucking great riffs groove billy is jamming all over the song and then the song ends fast and furious and freaking billy is just jamming towards the end and freaking uh ian has to go yeah 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 fucking it's just freaking goes speedy on us i fucking love it. it's a killer jam i love to see them do this live Fucking great track, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's our review of the Cult Sonic Temple. Now we got our tracks of the um, week. There was a song called Medicine Train. Was oh, that a... Was oh, that Medicine a, Train um, is on is a bonus track. Yeah, I have that track, too. Oh. Oh, um, shit. I got, do I got you want to talk about it or not? We don't yeah, have to. That's why my fucking tracks are fucked up. Yeah, Medicine Train is a fucking great song. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think, wow, this song sounds like Blackfoot and the Cult does a good version of this type of stuff and make it sound like their own. It's a great song. It's hard to pick which songs are the very best on here because yeah. a lot of them are equal. Yeah, the lyrics I, to this are making more of a connection with the group Bad Company, but the music really is more like Blackfoot than anything else. This is a great song. I was wondering why I had 11 tracks listed on here, but Wiki only has 10. And then Medicine Train in some country it was only on the CD and in some countries cassette release. So that's why it was oh. a bonus track. I had the oh, CD right. version, so my bad. Yeah. Fucking Oh, it's Wiki. okay. Yeah, it's a great song. I love that track. So let's get into our tracks of the week. But before we get on our tracks of the week, I'm just going to uh, give a little promo here. Uh, go check out the big Bushy Power Hour on that metal station on Sundays at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go check out the Vieira Vault on uh, Spreaker and iTunes, a great podcast with Roth Vieira, Dr. Fuck, and the Rock, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Podbean. And check out the Bush... Um, Bushy and the Mountain Men on on uh, Podbean or iTunes. Those are great podcasts. And the Terrence Reardon Experience on iTunes and, or YouTube. Uh, so yep. let's get into our tracks of the week, which are, I picked Triumph Ordinary Man. Mm -hmm. And you picked Unfolding Play Your Game. So until uh -huh. next week, Lee, say it. Say goodbye for the summer. Darling, sealed with a kiss. All right. Goodbye, Lee. And here we bye, go. Triumph. Bye-bye, Mark. Bye-bye, happiness. <laughs> oh, I make you happy? That's so sweet. 
All right, we're going to rock you out with Triumph Ordinary Man and Unfolding. Play your game. Until next week, we're out.
just listened to the freeform rock podcast all music played on the freeform rock podcast belongs to its owner if you like it go out and buy it get your music on amazon itunes or at your local record store support what you love support the artist by seeing them live purchase their music the freeform rock podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play thank you for listening to the freeform rock podcast You'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.